Good morning from the great Mojave Desert in Southern California. Uh, Papa Bear. This morning what I wanted to talk about is actually mostly about a book. Um, so it's a book called Mindset. That book specifically is a book by the author Carol Dweck. This book is often cited in other learning and um, like personal development books. So mindset itself uh, talks a lot about basically there being two kinds of mindset. Uh, what's really crazy, I'm, I'm going to go into the Carol Dweck book, but um, a friend of mine from high school actually wrote a, a children's book to try to teach growth mindset uh, to kids early on. So that way we can get ahead of the idea of people, um, getting, getting started in life and like maybe having the wrong mindset and then ending up that becoming a part of their nature and then not realizing that they can potentially be limiting themselves by having this belief that they, they only have as much capability or a skill as they were born with. And so it's, uh, it's basically the foundation of the book growth, Mindset or Mindset, sorry, by Carol Dweck. It's just called Mindset by Carol Dweck. And the two kinds of mindset are a growth mindset, which is the idea that you can learn new things. You can improve at things. You can choose something that you find enjoyable and put in time and effort and then become better at it. And that's just something that you're able to do. Uh, it, does, it does take into account the fact that that might mean it takes more time if it's not something that you were uh, originally built for or had the skill already for it's going to take you longer to to make up that difference but then in the end you have greater potential uh, for success because you can put in the effort and keep going whereas someone with a fixed mindset which is the other kind of mindset is going to believe that they're already as good as they could possibly be at a particular idea or a concept or a skill or whatever it is that they're doing and that then forces them to, to kind of limit themselves because then they won't think that I can do much better. They find it really, they're really good at this thing to begin with. Um, and then as you try to progress into more and more difficult um, concepts within the same subject, you might find yourself not as good at it. And then you just decide maybe I wasn't as good at this as I originally thought I was. And you give up instead of knowing that you can get better and can improve and then continuing to put effort in and continuing to like get better at it and choosing to actually constantly improve and grow in that, that particular subject. So that's why it's called growth mindset. Um, I heard a really interesting thing um, listening to the Daniel daily show uh, this morning. He starts a, uh, like a, a talk on here every morning uh, at like 4 a.m. Pacific standard time. <laughs> and I also happen to be up around that time here. Uh, usually working with either the videos for our, for my balance exchange podcast, or uh, this morning I was editing the thumbnail for it. Uh, I just don't have like, still have to do more normal daily stuff and then family time usually in the evening. So I get up early so I can do a little bit of uh, creative stuff first thing in the morning. So I was up and, and we were, I was listening to someone he was talking to this morning and I had never heard this before. So I have, I've read this book. I've read lots of other books in the same kind of genre where they reference Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. And he talked about uh, like two other kinds of things that go along with it, which was heart set 
and I think he said spirit set or soul set or something like that. Basically, that there's these other concepts about not just having uh, your mind and like your belief and your ability to grow and learn put into the correct mindset, but to also that there's other elements of this concept. I would love to know if anybody who's listening right now knows about those, like the other the other aspects to this idea of a mindset, especially if there's if there's the same kind of construct being used. If you have a good point of reference for those two, I haven't been able to find anybody else talking about it this morning. So I went ahead and started my talk on mindset because uh, it's one that I use a lot for helping people to understand that they need to potentially change their mindset when they come into a school, come into our, our courses and are trying to learn something new. We intentionally are going to challenge them. I'm going to make things um, work for them so that they can progress and become better. And that means you're going to be faced with challenges that you can't overcome immediately. And you have to figure out ways to do that. And you, if you don't have a growth mindset and can't look at the problem from a point of view where I will become better, I will continue to improve by overcoming this struggle, then people will tend to just keep trying what it is that they were doing. Maybe they're just not, you know, not getting it. And if they try it again and try it again, eventually they'll get it. But instead, what you need to be doing is trying new things, trying different ways, trying to attack it from a different angle. So that's why I, I am familiar with mindset, but I was trying to see if I could find someone to talk to me about these other concepts that tie along with it. I wonder if there's like a growth heart set and a fixed heart set. Like you only can care about people a certain amount or like there's only so much room in your heart. Maybe it's that like, like the parent kind of thing that people talk about. It's like, uh, like loving your kids equally and not, and having enough room in your heart for, for your kids to, to love them all equally, which is, you know, a thing that people talk about. So is it, is it like that where there's really infinite amount of space? And if you don't understand like that, you can always find more room in your heart to love and to, to like be, be con concerned and cared for others. It'd be interesting. I, I really want to learn more about it. I'm hoping that someone joins who knows more about the other aspects of this concept of mindset, uh, specifically, Heart set, I know, was one he said, which, um, and then the other would be, I think it was spirit set, um, but I'm not 100%. So, I, yeah, it was definitely a cool, cool, quick conversation they had. Uh, the Daniel Daly show, he's got five minute timers on, and it was just out for a morning walk, and they were just talking a little bit back and forth. And I heard him mention that, and I thought that was amazing, and I'd love to learn more about it, but, um, I don't see that person on hosting a talk right now. Otherwise I would have just joined. And uh, I was just, I'm imagining there's probably others out there who have some knowledge on that too. And I was just trying to see if I can bring anybody in. Maybe I should change the title and make it mindset, heart set, spirit set, question mark. Just try to get someone in here, trying to understand more about it. Do you have a, a growth mindset or do you have a fixed mindset? Did it change at some point in your life? I know that um, every like, every time I've thought back across that particular question, like, did I ever have a fixed mindset? I think I had elements of both. I always believed that I could do anything and learn anything if I put my mind to it. Like, if I just put some effort in, if I really decided it was important and practiced, 
um, I'd get better. But I, I think I always tempered that with the idea that there are some things that are just beyond uh, a person's ability if they want to try to do some particular thing. So the example I always use with mindset is you have to kind of keep it realistic. So if my mindset or my, my goal is that I want it to be, you know, an amazing, like the, the best uh, center in the NBA, uh, I still have to have certain physical attributes with the way that field is right now in order to be able to do so. And I'm too short. Like I'm, I'm only five foot seven. So that's just not going to happen. I can set my goal to being one of the most amazing basketball players and then figure out what position works best for me or whatever. And, and, you know, there are plenty of basketball players who are, who have proven that it doesn't absolutely require you to have maximum height advantage over everyone else in order to be a really great basketball player. So if you really wanted to, if you set that kind of as the goal, a little bit more, a little more broad specific kind of goal, then you'd be able to, to, focus on the growth part of that and practice and learn and and you could improve to be able to do that but center specifically as a position especially in the nba right now like that's a a position that requires a specific amount of height it's just kind of a part of the job so the same could apply to other things if if you know let's apply the opposite if you wanted to be an amazing like one of the best uh, fighter pilots ever there are height restrictions for those jobs due to the cockpit size as well. You can only be so tall. Like you can't, you can't be over, I think six, four and, and get into most of the fighter aircraft that are available. And so if you were six, six or six, eight, like you're, you're not, not going to be qualified to be a pilot. You just can't fit inside the cockpit and still fly the aircraft. So, so they limit it that way. You could choose if you really wanted to do be a pilot, you could probably, um, get jobs in other aircraft and become a really great pilot, but maybe couldn't, it's because of physical limitations, be able to be specifically like a fighter pilot. So I, I kind of temper my growth mindset with this idea that there are some things that, especially if you set really, really narrow, specific targeted goals, you may be making it something that's not a realistic growth mindset objective. Um, does that seem like a fair balance to it or is there, is there no room for that? You can apply yourself and you can do anything. Could I be the number one center in the NBA at five foot seven? I don't know. So I don't know if it's just like the way the algorithm on here works, but the last few talks I've had some issues with, I I have, like not being shown or something. I feel like there are topics that people do want to talk about. We talk about them on other talks frequently. It's just when I put one up as my own talk, it doesn't seem like people are seeing it, people are joining. But I'm still getting numbers of people sitting in the listener list there, but it doesn't seem like they are actually staying for very long, I guess. Maybe it's like it's just being swiped through, not being shown. Part of it starts with having someone to talk to so once people are having a conversation, then it gets a little bit easier to have people stay. Because I definitely feel like that's what I'm looking for when I'm looking for a talk on here is two people talking, not just my talking hit, which it is right now. I usually have a pretty good idea of the overall topic and, and can do an okay job of, of keeping the conversation going 
even though the conversation is just with me and my imaginary people who are listening, but it's definitely, it works better if I could, if we have, you know, people who are actually interacting with each other. So anybody who happens to still be in the listener lounge or is hanging out here and uh, is just joining, maybe if you know anything about growth mindset uh, or fixed mindset, or if you know anything about uh, these other aspects I heard about for the first time this morning, which is a heart set and either, it was, he either said soul set or a spirit set. I can't remember exactly which one he said. Not not familiar with those at all, but I've, I've studied the mindset stuff a lot by Carol Dweck. And it'd be very interesting to hear about the other concepts and whether or not they're like the same or correlated, if there's relationships between the two, how that works out. So the example in the children's book that my friend wrote, so we went to high school together. Um, she has her doctorate. She does, uh, she's like a robotics engineer, I think, in her in her main profession. But she was very passionate about, you know, this concept, this topic, mindset, and, and talking about the growth mindset that she wrote a children's book to try to make the topic more palatable for kids to read. And the story goes that there's two kids, a brother and a sister, who start swim lessons. And the first lesson has them holding on to like a floater board, a float board and kicking to cross the pool. And the, the brother is able to do it really well, but the sister struggles, has a hard time trying to figure out exactly how to hold the board and how to kick and how to get that, all that stuff coordinated and be able to get across the pool. So she doesn't quite get all the way across the first time. So they do that a few more times. Uh, the brother's getting faster and faster um, at being able to hold the, the kickboard and kick his feet and get across the pool. And then eventually they get to where they're both getting across pretty well. So then their swim instructor changes up the pattern, gives them like a different drill to do that's a little more challenging to try to improve their ability long-term for swimming. And so the sister, after having put in that work, uh, on the first step understands that I can get better at this if I keep trying to do this new thing I'm being shown. And so even though she still struggles at it, uh, she continues to improve. But the brother, because he was successful the first time and accepted that he's just good at that thing, struggled with this new concept and just wanted to go back to using the paddleboard because he felt like that must be the thing that I'm good at. I feel like that I can keep doing that. I, I feel better about myself when I focus in on this thing that I know how to do. And I'd rather just keep doing that. And I don't really want to try this new thing. And so they keep progressing and he keeps wanting to go back to the paddleboard and not applying himself to the new lessons. He keeps going back to just holding on the kickboard, sorry. And, and like kicking until eventually the sister can swim and she's swimming very well without the assistance of any of the boards or any of the other uh, training aids that the instructor was using but the brother never really committed himself to trying to learn these new methods, these new skills, like train himself to get better and better. And so he's still back there holding onto that kickboard and kicking and doing that very well, but hadn't learned how to actually swim. So that's kind of the kid's book version of growth mindset, which I, I, I honestly, I, so I think that might've been my first exposure to the, the actual concept that it comes with um, the growth 
like comes with mindset by Carol Dweck. And it was obviously directly informed by it. And I think that might've been my first exposure to it was my friend writing a children's book, her and like helping her publicize that and getting a copy for me and for my kids and reading it as a part of the stuff that we're doing normally. So then I kind of dug more into the actual uh, learning and science behind it, which is pretty amazing. So that's the little like children's story version of, of what the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset are. Is anybody who's joined, uh, we were at 20 a little while ago. Last time I asked, is there anybody who's joined from uh, up there in the listeners who would want to talk a little bit about mindset? You're welcome to join. I really would love to talk to somebody about it. And maybe not just mindset. If there's someone who is uh, like a, I can't remember what he said. He's like a, Obviously, he's on here. He's some kind of a, a mentor, some kind of a guide, some kind of someone who helps us all. We're all trying to help each other be better. But he mentioned specifically he's got a he's like a professional at helping people continue to progress and like be better. We do have a guest. All right. All right. We have Mindy joining us in just a moment. So we're counting down. Three, two, one. Good morning, Mindy. How are you? Oh, good morning. I'm so great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It sounds like we're both doing the same thing. I'm driving to work right now. Are you? Yeah, I'm driving my kid out of school. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I love your topic. So, yeah. Dude, what do you know? Like, how much do you know about mindset? Like, the growth mindset by well, I don't really know about the book, to be quite honest. I just understand okay, okay. a lot about mindset and how powerful our thoughts are. Like, you know, you wake up and maybe you have like a cramp in your leg or something and you're like, oh man, oh, and you kind of start like your first thought off. was like, oh, I'm in pain and, and it kind of like spirals from there, you know, no matter what until you're like, oh, kind of recognize wait a minute my leg still hurts <laughs> or whatever like two hours later and that's kind of how you started the day and that there's this realization that comes about that whoa does my leg really hurt or am I just really thinking about it you know after some time because then all of a sudden maybe you you know pop on here and start talking and then your leg doesn't hurt anymore because you're not thinking about it anymore right, right. and it's just that very very tiny simple thing but like if you want to change a behavior or a pattern, I work with a lot of people on their mindset and finding the the powerful part of like, oh, so my I wake up and my leg hurts, but why does my leg hurt? Oh, it's because yesterday I was snowboarding all day and that was super awesome. And, you know, right, I'm right. going to focus on that awesome part about it and I'm going to rub my, you know, stretch a little bit and just kind of move forward. So it's really just where you're placing your... Like, I'm so grateful I got to snowboard. That's awesome. My leg hurts, you know, instead of like, oh, I'm going to die, you know, it it's changes everything. And even though the physical part of your body might still be sore, just the way that you process and think about it and put it out into the world always seems to make a huge difference. And people around you can feel when your mindset is set in a certain way, too. And so it's not just us like inside. If I wake up and I'm ornery and annoying or whatever, and my, my son is going to feel that, and he's going to have kind of a weird start to the day as well, just because of me, 
not because of him because it's a powerful my mindset and then it it creates something in the world you know and I think Dr. Joe Dispenza is talks a lot about that like what you think is what you're creating in the world so I know a little bit more about him not yeah. the one that you're talking about but it's probably similar yeah yeah, so, yeah, well, so no, well, this no, is, this um, is, um, this is more, this for, more like, for, like, development of yourself, I guess. So, so the idea is, is um, the, the book by Carol Dweck, Dweck if you want to start this song specifically, was that, uh, that, uh like, there's, like, there's two there's kinds of mindsets according to the way she's done with these studies, which is there's a fixed mindset where you believe you are inherently born with a specific set of skills and that you, and are, you are only as good as that, that which you already, you already have, and just kind of, just kind of trying to figure out all of those all skills that you have and, have and where they're at in, like, their abilities. And then there's the growth mindset, which is that you can really do anything you want to, anything you put your mind to. It's just a matter of putting in the work and the time and the effort to continue to improve yourself because, because we, can we can all continually, continually grow, grow and continually improve. So that's really, so that's like, really the like the two mindsets laid out, laid out by Carol Dweck, Dweck in this book. I see. Okay, so in that aspect, then, I am fully on board with her because there there is that mindset and that the first one that you mentioned is such a... It, it can be so limiting and kind of depressing for a lot of people because they just feel like they're stuck in one thing for a long time, but it's almost interesting like I I've actually wanted to do a talk about I do psychic work and so many people to me are like how do you do that you're so gifted this that and the other thing and I'd never be able to do that and I'm like no you you absolutely can because all I did to get good at it was practice <laughs> like I had to intentionally place my time into growing that skill it's not that my family has that skill or anybody around me has that skill it was a totally new skill that I noticed that I had a little bit more attuned to but I didn't know how to use it or what to do or have any guidance or anything like that and so I just chose that I wanted to develop it and started reading about it or doing these different things. And then I've met other people who, you know, have said, I don't have those powers. I don't have that. And I give them a certain set of things to enhance their own natural abilities. And voila, guess what? They're psychic too, you know? So it really is so powerful when we have just a little bit more information, I guess, from like an outside source or a book or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, I can I could probably do that. And I think, honestly, all humans are limitless. Limitless. Yeah, actually, there's a book called Limitless, but I will point out, it sounds like I had someone let me know. I think um, your microphone is picking me up off your speakers. I don't know if you're if it's possible while you're driving to safely be able to mute. Uh, like, while you're talking or, like, while you're not talking. Or oh, while sure. How do I do that? that? Feedback. I don't know how you're set up over there, but if possible, that would probably be helpful for those who are listening. So. I don't know how to um, mute. I'm so new. Yeah. Um, can you help me? That's okay. Uh, so it should be on the bottom left-hand side. There should be a microphone, and you can kind of mute yourself as you're done talking, and then unmute it to talk again. Strange. But again, only if you can easily access your phone. I don't want to have you doing anything unsafe while you're driving. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's not doing that on my end, but I don't think there's too much more I want to talk about, so we could just flip over to somebody else. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, uh, what, uh, while you're still in, I guess. Never mind. Um, Haha, I found it. <laughs> now I see found it. Found it. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I did. If you want to talk more, we can go. Yeah. So yeah. There's a, there's a... Awesome. That'd be great. Yes, I would love it. So there's a book called Limitless, actually, and it actually it goes into specifically that idea that people are absolutely limitless, especially with their mental capabilities. And if you want to work on something and, and unlock those abilities, there's like lots of really great concepts and tricks and things that you can do to work on improving the strength of your mind. What's, what's really crazy is, uh, and he talks about it in that book too. Um, man, I can't think of the name. I may, I may have to try to flip over and tell you who the author is, but the book is called Limitless. Um, I think it's, it's Jim Quick. So Jim Quick is the author. I didn't look it up. I remembered it because uh, he taught me to try to like remember things better and how you like got to give yourself time. But he teaches you a whole lot of uh, memory drills and a lot of practice things that you can do to try to make your brain stronger. Because a lot of people tend to believe that our brain is kind of like a computer's hard drive where I can only store so many things. And if I want to learn another person's phone number, I'm going to have to forget something else. But the reality is our brain is more like a muscle. And if we keep working it out, if we keep like putting effort into using our brain and forcing retrieval and practicing things that we remember and creating memory drills and practicing those, our brain will get stronger and just start remembering things better. And you will be able to pull up information quicker, even if it's not something you've practiced and drilled frequently. Like I haven't thought about his name all the time, but because I'm doing other things using his study drills and his study practices, my brain is getting faster at being able to recall information that's kind of in there somewhere. I just need to get it. You muted yourself. Yeah, I was asking, like, um, if, if those concepts or if, if that's something you'd be interested in reading about. So, like, this book, Limitless, where he teaches you how to work to try to strengthen your brain and actually, like, use it like a muscle and work, work it out and try to make it so you can remember better. Not just do those concepts make sense, but also, like, is that something that fits in with this mindset, I think, this mindset. I think absolutely, you know, it, it's all, everything seems to be pretty related with that. And I fully agree with that. Um, I think there are some things that our brains just naturally, when we sleep, it goes and processes our day and kind of chooses, which is interesting. It, our brain chooses what it wants to remember while we sleep. So there must be a way for us to you know, tell it to choose specific things to remember after our day as well. Um, it would have to, it, just thinking about it, I think it would have to work the exact same way. Um, and I'm always interested in learning more ways because I want to learn like every single language. I have no idea how. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's definitely a big that's a big one. <laughs> like trying to if you're trying to learn every language, that's that's that would be a very daunting task. Uh, but but like anything, I'm you know the the old saying like how do you how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So you just pick one and learn that one, and then pick the next one. Especially if you could pick ones that are most relevant. Like hey, this is a thing that I could probably use every day. Then you'd be able to do that. Um, someone's passing me. Sorry, probably heard that. But. Um, he actually specifically addresses the idea of sleep and what, and the fact that everything we take in every day kind of stays in this fast, um, quick action memory for that day. 
And when we go to sleep, your brain does clean up. It cleans out. It's like, it's like okay, this is all the stuff I learned today. What was really relevant? What's something I need to keep in place? Uh, what was things that weren't necessarily relevant can go into kind of like long-term storage that I don't necessarily need to access very well or have direct access to or have lots of connections to and need to be able to pull that information quickly. And you can absolutely influence uh, which pieces of your day are things that uh, are retained in like quick access memory. I won't say short term because the idea is to take it from short term memory, which we had for the day, put it in long term memory, but in the the like faster access long term memory that we have. So he does cover that in the book. That's uh, one of my favorite parts. And he also covers a lot about like real specific kinds of drills and activities that you can do in order to sharpen your mind. So um, I also, when, when you first talked a little bit about um, your idea on mindset, you, like how your mindset drives your day, something I picked up on, on that was kind of like what we focus on. And so our focus kind of determines what we do with our day, right? So like if you focus on that leg instead of focusing on the positive side of it. That was kind of where my mind went with what you gave as your description of mindset, which I thought was maybe just another perspective on the same, the same idea. Is that another way to word it? Or you feel like that's totally. Oh, I feel like it's, I, I always feel like everything's pretty related. Um, and focus mindset, you know, I feel like it's intention and energy. Where are we directing our energy? Basically we're, a machine and we have energy in our bodies where we have the power and ability to direct redirect if we want to and some like the your first example says in the book some kind of are driven by more of an automatic this is this is what I was told and I'm not really seeking outside of the box and this is how I live my life and it just is what it is and then there's this a whole other discovery curiosity that I have always had and I'm always like well how can it be better what can we do to make it different it's probably to the fact where it's like annoying for people because I'm always like let's improve this and did it you know it's always what's the next level what what can we discover next that's just how I work and if I get stuck in a mindset of oh I I just, I'm going to have to go work my nine to five and that's all I have time to do. And da, 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 da. I start living in this logical, more programmed mindset. And then I find myself becoming quite miserable until I actualize and realize, oh shoot, I went back. I went back and wait, what about all my powers? What about all my gifts? What about all these cool things that I can do? I'm going to refocus and I'll you know, redirect and go create something like to move my energy. Cause that energy got stuck somewhere. And then I recognize, and then I go, Oh, I need to move it. And so I'll dance or write a song or express it in some way outside of my body. So it moves. But I don't think a lot of people understand that energy is like a movement that you can direct, which are also emotions or those energies too that you can direct so the way that I feel about my day when I wake up is going to direct a lot of the energy around me and around the people around me and there's this really cool I can't remember what book it was but it talked a lot about setting your mind to um, a specific vibration like today I'm going to practice compassion and those 
that are practicing compassion and put themselves in a compassionate place all day long are going to vibrate at a level that will affect 10,000 people by vibrating and elevating their conscious like feeling that they're putting out into the world, it will then affect a large amount of people under that vibration and help them also raise their vibration, whether you're interacting with them or not. So that is how powerful when we choose something and feel it and go for it, that it can, uh, you know, affect the whole world or people. And that's how I believe inventors, you know, have changed a lot of things in our world and have been able to rise above this traditional mindset of I do this and I pay my bills and I go home and I go to sleep to like rising above that and choosing to force themselves to create no matter how many times they may have failed or fallen. Like it's a mindset choice of like, I see this vision and I have to go for it no matter what happens. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, something you said uh, made me immediately think of something about myself as well. So you immediately start talking about uh, how you're always looking to improve things, right? Um, how you're looking to be able to uh, find find the way to, to make this next thing better. And it's still actually it's crazy because I was just talking about this yesterday, and it's actually in the in the same book which we were just happy to be talking about. I, that's why it's it's kind of amazing how things line up sometimes. But in Limitless, uh, he talks about that each of us have uh, a thing that he calls our defining question. And so figuring out what your defining question is, what is the question that, that makes you move? What is the question that kind of like drives you forward each day? And, and he said, so spend some time thinking about that because that can help you understand when you look at things a certain way, why maybe you're looking at them a certain way, because that question is kind of the thing that does kind of truly define you. And after thinking about it for a while, I feel like mine my defining question, and I say this to the people I work with quite a bit, is that is I ask myself constantly, is like, how can I fix this problem? Um, which is great because it means I am always doing what you're talking about, which is looking to improve, trying to find things, and like, how do I how do I make that better? How do I do this? But there's also the negative side to that, which is that like I'm looking at everything like it is a problem that needs to be fixed and probably by me, and that's not always a great place to be. So it helps me then when I see that I may be doing it in a way that might not be the best time, like maybe back off a little and you don't need to, and that you don't need to look at it that way helps me like keep, keep track of sometimes that's not the best mindset to be in. Maybe you don't need to look at that thing. Like it's its own problem. Um, that was the first thing I thought of. Cause you mentioned specifically that, that like drive to constantly want to like make things better. And I loved that part of it. Thanks. It is so annoying sometimes though, you know, I, it's just like, can't I just be happy with what is? Yeah, I can. And also then I feel like progress stops and evolution stops. It's almost like that, that sense of beingness has to also be a choice. Like, okay, today I know I'm driven to fix problems and I'm the same as you. Okay, how can I fix this problem? I'm the only one that's going to be able to do this, you know, and I know I'm going to have to take care of it because usually somebody else is going to mess it up and I'm going to have to fix it anyway, kind of this whole thing. But I have to make a conscious choice as well to just simply be 
when I start getting too ahead of myself and I have to catch that and say, oh, I'm leaning too far to the right now. I'm creating way too much. And now I'm starting to like trip over myself and I'm starting to not be quite as aware and make more mistakes. And now I'm frustrated. What's going on? Oh, I'm out of balance. You know, I'm going to consciously choose today to go sit outside and do nothing and look at the birds or sunbathe and come back to myself. And that's really hard for me as a go, 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 go person to do that. But if I don't, like I said, everything starts going out of balance the other way, overly creative, exhaustion, all of these different kinds of things. So as an extreme person, it's, it's very important. I feel to manage my extremes and be so aware. No one else is going to do it for me. I have to be so self-aware of that because I have overdone both sides too lazy, too much work. (laughs) Yeah. So the, Oh gosh. So like there were so many moments while you were just talking, cause we're having to do the microphone meetings. We're both in our car, but where you said something like, oh, yes, oh, my gosh, so so exactly the same thing. So I definitely am not able to easily or naturally allow time to pass that I'm not sleeping and not be doing something. Like, even just, so, like, a lot, like, my, my wife does enjoy sitting down and, like, watching, like, a crime drama, watch Law & Order SVU or something. I can't stand just watching television. It feels too passive to me. Like it's someone else telling me a story. Why am I I not writing my own story? Or why am I not at least playing a video game where I am kind of making the story move forward? So there's like, I feel like I always have to be engaged in what's going on or doing a thing. I can't just passively enjoy something. So I, for me, what's worked to get that balance, I think, which um, you're describing, which is very, very important. Like I find activities that still hit that piece. So like Go, we, we live in a pretty unique and beautiful area in uh, Southern California near Joshua Tree National Park. So even just whether it's just in my neighborhood or actually going to the park, like just going for a walk, going for a hike, taking the dogs for a walk, it's still an activity. It's still doing a thing, but I'm able to relax. And that means not a walk where I'm listening to an audiobook, not a hike while I'm like listening to a podcast or something. No, just go and just be and just like relax, but it still makes me feel like I'm moving. I'm doing something. It's the only way I've found for me to like let that go and be able to just kind of enjoy something and let it be a decompress. Otherwise I'm constantly the same way where I'm just pushing the engine all over. There we go. Sometimes navigating this thing, I can't see with the sun. I'm like, oh, where's my button? I love that area, Joshua Tree. I've been there once. It is so beautiful. Wow, lucky, lucky, lucky. But yeah, I feel that it's, you know, you going out and walking, that's again, moving that energy that may be doing too much and you're enjoying nature and you're coming back to like homeostasis is what I call it. Anytime we go outside and connect, I feel like this is something everybody should do daily, no matter where you live. Even if you are in the city where there aren't any parks, maybe put a plant in your house or on your balcony or whatever it is and 
sit outside, take the time to touch the plant, connect, even if it's for 10 minutes, just kind of feel the energy of a plant or something, right? Or pet your animal. And this always brings us back. It's like the natural balance and something so easy, but yet most of us don't even remember to do that. And it's probably the most powerful thing for my mindset is to come back to like, the world is crazy and I'm busy and this and that and I have all these things, but I'm going to go sit in my little, I built this like little fairy house. I live in Park City, Utah, so I'm up in the mountains and it's just access to all these beautiful things. And so I have, and I have a great house. And most of the time I find myself sitting in the house and doing all this stuff and I don't even go outside and enjoy the space that I pay all this money to live in. I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I have to always choose. Okay. I'm choosing. I'm choosing every day. Got to connect. It's like have to, it's a have to on my list. And I feel for everybody, if they're trying to change their mindset to have that being time. And especially like when we're trying to change a mindset, this just popped into my brain we get frustrated at the fact that we're not already there. And then it kind of becomes like, it can become detrimental again. Like I want to be over here and I'm here and, uh, and it becomes this battle with the past and the present or the past and the future. And then we're kind of like not accepting what we are in the present. And that's that time to recognize, Oh, I'm going to be with the natural world because I'm like, I was born here and it's time to connect back to my roots. I don't know if the book talks about that kind of centerpiece part of it, but I feel a lot of times when I'm trying to level up or learn something new, I get so frustrated in the in-between parts of like, why am I not there yet? Why am I not good at this yet? You know? And I think a lot of people might give up in those points. And those are, again, my points where I'm like, oh, got to go reconnect. Turn this off. Yeah. Mindset doesn't so much. Um, but, man, it almost ended up being a limitless talk instead of mindset. So um, he does, he does, he covers this concept of the difference between, we often use the word balance um, in order to try to uh, get ourselves, you know, back in, in alignment with what we, we want and what we have to do. And he uses, he says that it's usually not the right word because balance means an equal amount of two things on the opposite sides of some center. But realistically, what he says, the word we should probably be using is harmony, right? That doesn't necessarily mean I spend the exact same number of hours with my dogs. Cause you mentioned animals and we have three dachshunds and they definitely help me find that harmony and help me center myself again. Cause I all hang out with the dogs or play around and it does free you from being worried about the future or the past allows you to just live in the moment. Cause that's all they do. They only live like in the right now. Right. And so that, that helps me with that. But yeah, he says it, it's not about spending an equal number of hours at work or working on something and an equal number of hours with your family or doing those harmony things or doing those um, centering things. It's about feeling that there's an appropriate balance that makes you feel right, makes you feel centered. And that could only be, it may only take 30 minutes today, to, to be centered that based on the amount of work I did and, and how I let like spent my day. So he talks about it that way. Like you don't necessarily need balance. It needs to be in harmony with each other. So I, I brought that to a couple people and I've seen it getting around more. And I really loved that the way he presented that. Um, so I am at work and I'm 
so glad that you joined me today. It was a really great talk, and I am going to be probably ending the talk here, but I, unless you have something final you really wanted to add in, you have three minutes left on the timer, and I think it would work out perfect if you have something you wanted to say. For awesome. Well, welcome to work. <laughs> I just arrived home, too. How perfect that we're both on this perfect driving point. I love that. I agree. Actually, you reminded me that Sometimes if we focus too much on the balance, it creates another imbalance because we become obsessed with the balance and this has to be equal and this has to be equal. And it's a hundred percent true that it is about harmony. It is about finding what part of your day is harmonizing. And if you're not feeling that balance or harmony, taking that time to do that and get back there. And I think balance and harmony can, you know, go hand in hand, but balance does give us that mindset of this side and this side have to equal for this. And it's really important for us to remember how dynamic we are and that we can recharge in 10 minutes, you know, <laughs> and we don't have to sit and meditate for five hours to make up for our busyness of our day. We're super, super powerful and I am just over the moon beyond grateful that we have this app and that I popped on to Papa Bear. I didn't catch um, if that's what you want to be called, Papa Bear USMC um, out there in California. Thank you so much for hosting and... It was just my honor and pleasure to be a part of this. And to all you guys out there, uh, I would love to say hi, follow me. Um, I haven't done my first talk yet, but I'm going to plan something today. So pop on and say hello and let's all keep connecting and building bridges to a more harmonized world. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And so my name is Daniel. Um, I put that on here for a couple of reasons. One, um, it's, it's a little more memorable than just my own first name. Uh, there's, there's a couple Daniels, but I usually do at some point talk through it. Uh, I have it on there also. So I am a United States Marine. It kind of tells you a little bit about me. Um, I am still active duty. I'm actually here uh, at the Marine Corps base in 29 Palms, ready to uh, do some, some helping Marines do a better job learning and helping my instructors do a good job helping them get there. So that's kind of what I'm working on in my life right now. And so I, I really enjoy knowing that I'm helping guide these Marines towards being better learners and better, um, mentors for Marines. And so honestly, like a big part of my actual work, part of my day does not leave me feeling drained. I feel energized by some of the work that I'm doing. So I appreciate You looked like you had more to say, so I'm putting it back. I just wanted to say, I didn't see that before, but it just really uh, made me super happy that you are there with the Marines and, um, you know, helping with the mindset. And I'm sure it's already like, you need a super powerful mindset to be a Marine and all, and, you know, fall. We lost the last part of what you said. Do you want to come back in just to finish the thought? Love the app, but then there's that. There's always that little part of it. I tried to 
Okay, you did come back. I did it. Yeah, I didn't know how that did that. I haven't played too much on it, but I just wanted to finish up saying I'm happy that we have you and the Marines. It's already probably like, to me, that would be a very big challenge to be part of something so big where I have to follow someone else's directions and orders all the time. So I always like bow down to you guys, and I'm so thankful for your help and assistance on planet Earth. And. Thank you. Just thank you so much. Really, from the bottom of my heart. Have a wonderful day. You are very welcome, you too. We will hope to talk to you all later. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.